Good morning, God's wonderful people. This is another morning to give God thanks, another day to tell of His goodness and testify of how great your God is. Will you testify today? Will you tell of His goodness and tell of His greatness? Will you tell of the wondrous works He has wrought in your life? Tell of God's goodness, tell of His glory, tell of His wonders. Not just with your mouth. Tell of his wonders with the actions you perform. Tell of his wonders of how you treat people. Tell of his wonders by the interaction you have with others and those you meet throughout your day. Telling of God's wonders and telling of God's goodness. It all must be declared in how you live. How you go about your day. How you interact with people. How you speak to people. How you treat people. How you spreading his love. Are you spreading his kindness. How you spreading God's favor around you. Are you showing people favor and what the favor of God looks like. Are you showing them what the love of God looks like. Spread the love of God around you. And testify and tell of his goodness. A wealthy couple desired to employ a chauffeur. The lady of the house advertised. The applicants were screened, and four suitable candidates were brought before her for the final selection. She called the prospective chauffeurs to her balcony and pointed out a brick wall alongside the driveway. Then she asked the men, How close do you think you could come to that wall without scraping my car? The first man felt that he could drive within a foot of the wall without damaging the car. The second felt sure that he could come within six inches. The third believed that he could get within three inches. The fourth candidate said, I do not know how close I could come to the wall without damaging your car. Instead, I would try to stay as far away from that wall as I could. This candidate had a different focus, his understanding that true skill in driving is not based on so much on the ability to steer the car to a narrow miss as on the ability to keep a wide margin of safety. Just like this fourth candidate, there are many aspects of human nature, such as sexual temptation, that are best dealt with by keeping a wide margin of safety. When we decide that we, what we do in a doubtful area, such as going to a particular movie, we should be as wise as this man and keep a wide margin in areas where we are doubtful, especially when it comes to certain human behavior, in particular sexual temptation. We have been looking through and studying Galatians chapter 5 from verse 13 to 26. And in this study so far, we have been looking at the works of the flesh. We have looked at four of these works of the flesh and we recognize and realize that these four are part of one group. And the groupings of this, these four relates, they all relate to sexuality. They all relate to our sexual behaviors. And one word that we have come to recognize that runs through these is that one word greed. Why would a man having a wife seek another? Greed. Why would a young man who have not yet found a wife want to go and have relations with another woman or more than one woman? Greed. In the context of uncleanness is a practice of that which is not clean, whether in marital union or otherwise. Lasciviousness, again, that's a capstone of greed. It's unrestrained sexual appetite. So that again is greed. So friends, we see here that all these behaviors are all within the confines of our sexuality. And it points to a lack of restraint because 
each of these areas in order to stay away from them there must be a practice of restraint we must practice restraint and so what we have seen today is that in the area of our sexuality we must practice restraint and absent restraint we're going to fall prey in either one of these or in all of them if you want to become a prey to the evils of us of our society go about and not practice restraint and you'll fall prey to them the bible advises us here that we should put off these works of the flesh we are being warned to not walk after these works of the flesh paul says walk in the spirit walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill any of these sexual temptations walk in the spirit and you will not be fall prey to any of these sexual vices that is the answer that is the result that is how you keep yourself unspotted unblemished by the ills of this this world so we are we are told by paul explicitly walk in the spirit walk in the spirit live your life in the spirit these vices that we have been looking at they number four the number four is representative of creation it speaks of material completion so in other words it speaks to a completeness and it always speaks of creation creation is complete in four realms there are four elements of creation four elements of creation and they are earth wind fire and water those are the four elements of creation and, and and when you look at creation you see that creation is manifested through this number four there are four seasons there is autumn winter spring and summer so these are the four seasons that we have and if we go through there are four cardinal points there's north south east west we could continue and look at more ways that creation is manifested you through this number four i believe that these vices of the flesh the sexual vices of the flesh mentioned here by paul numbering four speaks to the completeness of this set it speaks to the completeness of the set it means that these vices that he has mentioned here encompasses what sexuality is all about illicit sexual behavior is all about because in these four vices we'll see the manifestation and the example of all ills that relates to our sexuality when it talk about the, the, the abusing of sexual relations it's all contained here all contained here uh you might say well it didn't mention homosexuality homosexuality will fall under lasciviousness it's unrestrained sexual appetites illegal illicit illegal sexual appetites now that's where it would fall it also falls on uncleanness uncleanness covers itself as well it is relations that are unclean and the bible mentions them as unclean in romans chapter one bestiality it's 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 fine it's placed right here in uncleanness as well so any sexual vice you can think of they will find them themselves within the confines of these four defined sexual vices so paul here give us a complete list of of the ills of sexual vices that we face in the flesh so he says walk away from them walk in the spirit and you'll be able to turn away from all of these 
Now that's the answer. That's the answer to you winning that battle against your sexuality. That is you winning the battle in the sexual arena. And the way you win that battle is to walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. In other words, be led by the spirit. Be led by what the spirit dictates. What is that? It doesn't mean that you're going to sit out and wait for something to happen or a sign in the sky. The manifested will of God is the word of God. That's the manifested will of God. Therefore, if we're going to walk in the spirit, it means that we must first of all walk according to the dictates of scripture. That's the mind of God in black and white. That's the mind of God recorded in the physical realm for you to see it. You have a display of the very mind and heart of God. That is the spirit's own word. That is the spirit recording in this document what we are supposed to be doing. If you're going to walk in the spirit, it begins with you following the prescribed principles of the word of God. If God says no to something, you must say no to it too. If the word of God says do this, you must do it because that's what it means to walk in the spirit, to walk by the principles of God's word. You must walk by the principles of God's word and you're going to be able to do that as the spirit enables you. So in other words, you cannot fulfill the demands of God's word and the principles of God's word without the spirit of God enabling you. The spirit of God comes into your life and he empowers you. He empowers you to do the word of God. He empowers you to become the word of God. You become the word of God by the spirit of God inhabiting you, possessing you, coming into your life and beginning to fashioning your life and molding your life in the way you're supposed to be. If you refuse to observe the principles of God's word, you are literally setting yourself up for destruction. We have looked at these sexual vices, but here's a caution that we must have here, friends. Here's a caution I'd like to give to you. And the caution is this. The prescribed principle of God's word has already defined for us the context and the conditions through which sex must be enjoyed. God has already defined for us the, 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 the conditions and the, the, the circumstances and the covenantal relationship through which we will enjoy that thing called sex. If we do not live by this principle that God has prescribed, we must not ever fool ourselves to think that we can go through life and not meet the tragedies of the consequences of not obeying those principles. Sex is like fire. In a fireplace, it's warm and delightful. But outside of that fireplace is destructive. Outside of the earth is destructive and uncontrollable. Imagine walking into your living room. If there's a fireplace in your living room, and you walk into your living room and you light the fire on your carpet, you'll not be able to control that fire. If you light that fire in your couch, you'll not be able to control that fire. But when you, you light that fire in your fireplace, it's controlled and it does something beneficial to you. In your stove, that fire is used to cook your food. But outside of that stove, if that fire is lit anywhere else in that kitchen, in your cupboard, in, in, in your ch on the chair, wherever you light that fire and it's not in the stove, it's going to destroy. Absent the conditions through which the fire becomes beneficial, it is going to be destructive. That's what sex is. 
the prescribed conditions through which it must be enjoyed is not to deprive you of anything, but is to give you the chance to experience the beauties and wonders of it. When God spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden, he did not tell them what they must not do. He told them what to do. He said to them, eat of every tree in this garden. Every tree in this garden, eat of it, except for this one. They had a multitude of fruit trees to eat from, except for one. God withhold one from them. And instead of going to eat of all the ones they could eat of, they went and eat of the one that God says, don't eat of. We see this manifested in so many other eras of life. God says, bring me one-tenth of your increase. Keep 90 and give me one-tenth. Keep nine-tenths and give me one-tenth. Only one. You keep nine. Give me one. And man think that is gross. He says, no, I'll keep a hundred and give none. And as a result of that, they always find themselves in lack and in need and in turmoil. Not having any control of their finances. If you want control of your finances, follow God's financial plan. If you want peace in your life, follow God's life plan. If you want to have a wholesome sexual relationship, follow God's sexual plan. And God's sexual plan is called marriage. That is the confines through which you enjoy it. That's the confines through which it becomes beneficial and provide for you peace. The ills of our society, many of the ills of our society, all stem from these sexual vices. Many of them. This is just a part of the vices we face. But friends, here we are today. And I want you to understand that you have a responsibility to follow God's plan, God's principles. But when, and when it comes to sexuality, if you are going to get victory, you must first follow the principles of God's word. And friends, if you follow the principle of God's word, you cannot ever fall prey to these vices of the flesh. You are able to follow the principles of God's word and live by them as you surrender to the Spirit of God operating in your life. It begins with you surrendering enough to read the word of God and to study the word of God, to learn it, to sow it, to plant it in your heart and mind. David says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. If you do not sow that word and plant that word in your heart, when the time comes of temptation, what are you going to draw upon to resist that temptation? You don't know what the word says. You don't know what power you possess. You don't know what rights you have because all your rights and your power are declared in the word of God. If you don't know it, how can you utilize it? Draw upon the word and you'll know your power. God has exposed his mind to you. God has shown his mind forth to you. You need to now go and see what the mind of God is towards you. You live by God's word or you die without God's word. It's that, that simple. You'll either live by God's word or you die without God's word. Because the only promise of these sexual vices, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness is death. That's the only promise they give to you. Individuals who engage in these lifestyles, if they are going to be honest with you, they, can, they would tell you that living in these lifestyles are very painful and very costly and very hurtful. They have endured many hurt, many pains. And sometimes they resort to these things trying to deaden the pain. 
and trying to deaden the feeling. Some person say to you, I don't want any feelings in my relationship. I'll just engage in sex without the feelings. But can you? See, I, I've told you already that we experience life in four realms. Again, creation, the completeness of creation. We experience life in four realms. We experience life in the physical. We experience life in the emotional, in the intellectual, and in the spiritual. These four realms are involved in every experience, and you cannot separate any of them. Try as you may. If you want to, if you want to try, go ahead, but you'll never be able to separate them. Those four realms are involved in every action you perform, in everything you experience. You are fooling yourself if you think you can experience something in the physical alone. Whatever you experience in the physical, it impacts on all the other three. You are going to have an emotional response or experience towards what you do in the physical. You are going to have an intellectual interaction with it or, 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 or you're going to be affected in, 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 your, in, in your intellect by it as well. Your mind is going to be involved and your spirit is going to be involved. So therefore, friends, I implore you, walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and these sexual vices will never manipulate your life or have control of your life. If you are walking in adultery, turn from it now. Turn to God and have him cleanse you through his word. Repent of that sin and begin to walk with God and walk with him by surrendering your life to him and walking away from that lifestyle. If you're walking and living in fornication, walk away from it today. Turn to Jesus Christ and ask his forgiveness and receive his forgiveness and receive his reconciliation to God. If you're walking in uncleanness, whatever kind of unclean sexual uncleanness, if you're walking in that, turn away today. If you are finding that you have unrestrained sexual appetite, surrender to Jesus Christ now and to the Spirit of God and have him renew your life. Have him renew your life and bring you to a new life where you experience life in its fullness. You cannot experience the fullness of life by following these vices. Never. You only reap destruction and death. I'm inviting you today to step up a little higher and experience life in its fullness by giving your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, surrendering every aspect of your life to him and have him renew you and the spirit of God, bringing you out as you continue to walk in the spirit and follow the principles of God's word. Hallelujah. The Bible clearly speaks regarding the proper use of the body. In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 13, Paul says, the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And yet, what happens in our society? The body is distorted to the place of perversion. So perverted we have done to our bodies that we now use our bodies for all various kind of things. Our bodies are the temple of the living God. It is a place for God to dwell. It should be a place where the spirit and presence of God can come and dwell. The temple, the reverence we have for the temple, the physical structured building, that's the reverence we need to have for our bodies. Because our bodies are God's temple. I tell you what more. I mean, many persons would see sex as just a physical act. It is not. Because sex is something that must be reverenced it must be viewed with reverence because sex involves more than just the physical i've told you it involves the very four realms of man all four realms are involved in that act and every other act 
And so we must see this and view it with reverence. If you are believers or if you are Christians, you should see sex with reverence. Just as though you reverence and see the communion through the eyes of reverence for God, see sex in the same way. Because it involves more than just the physical. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your goodness, your love, and your mercies. Because your mercies are new every morning. We thank you today, O oh God, for your resurrection power that you have wrought in our lives to redeem us from death and redeem us from sin. May you today, Father, extend that power to us once more and to those around who are hearing my voice. May your resurrection power bring them out of sin into your marvelous light. And Father, for those who know you, already know you, may your power engulf their life even now and rescue them from these vices that may be attempting to take control of their lives. Rescue us now father from our own self as we surrender to you now and give you thanks for your goodness and your mercies in jesus name amen hallelujah have a great day now my friends and do remember that god loves you and i do too